So welcome to another episode of, of Sales Intersection. It's episode seven, season two. Today I have with me Raul, and I'm, I might be butchering this, Wad, Wadwa. That's okay. I mean, uh, you, you got my first name right, which is, which is like a bigger problem. Uh, okay. When I, when I first, uh, you know, went to US, everybody would call me Raul, and I went with that. I'll be honest. I went with it. I said, okay, fine. <laughs> okay. Great. Yeah. And um, he's head of global sales development, uh, author of a book called Get Higher. He's a podcast host. He's an ambivert. Um, but what really struck me on a personal level was his level of integrity, um, uh, humility and ability to, to be a host and bring in discussion topics that range from mental illness to podcasting and social selling, um, and do it in a way that is very, is, is full of tact and integrity. And um, I, I have a lot of admiration for the way you're going about your podcast trajectory. And so um, without further ado, thank you, Raul, for being on the show today. I am honored, Eric. Thank you so much for spending time and doing all the research. I truly appreciate that. I don't think so. I ever do that sort of research. So that's like a learning for me. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I like to I like to do, you know, so much research where it's almost creepy, you know, that I know some things <laughs> about the guest. Yeah, you know, things you did in elementary school and whatnot. No, it's kind of just a joke. But um, anyway, uh, so you have a lot of accolades, um, a lot of if you go to your LinkedIn page, a lot of recommendations and people that vouch for you and. When we posted together, I think it was like 25% of my my folks that that viewed it and liked it, and it was it was all, pretty much all India and, and your your fans. Um, you, people people kind of naturally love you that have worked with you and that uh, you know maybe just know you through your social brand. Um, can you? Um, that's the man I know today. And I, I you know, just so mm -hmm. you, my follow my listeners know, I've never met Raul in person. Um, and he lives in India for one and COVID times. <laughs> I don't know if I'd meet him here, but I met him over, you know, social media. So I don't know him very well, but um, so this would help me as well. Can I want, uh, you know, this is generic and hopefully the only generic part of the, the episode, can you give us an about me that you would say to me as if we we're having coffee or going on a hike that's not, you know, on your YouTube channel or LinkedIn or, or whatnot? Hmm, okay, that's, uh, that's, uh, that's a good one. That's an interesting one. Uh, let's say if you were having coffee or probably were having beer, you know, I would say I'm just a salesman or at the end of the day, I mean, we all are salespeople, right? But I would say, if you were to ask me today, I think my definition of how, how I would announce myself or how I would tell, talk about myself have kind of changed. Um, I would say I'm a content creator. <laughs> okay. 
And I think uh, this is something which was a kind of realization which I just had, uh, you know, sort of an epiphany after talking to one of my colleagues, not a colleague, one of my friend uh, whom I hosted last week. And she's like a LinkedIn influencer. She's got like 105,000 followers. She was, um, she was like one of the LinkedIn top voices in 2021. So after talking to her, I kind of realized that's exactly what I've been doing in the last three or four years. And if you were to ask me today, I'm a content creator. I, I mean, we, we all are salespeople at the end of the day, but yeah, I mean, I think I'm kind of known or the kind of brand of kind of, I've been able to build in the last few years is, has been to the content. So short answer. Yeah. And so, yeah, and, and you li- you do live in India. Um, what percentage of your followers would you say are Indian versus US? I would say 65, 35, 65% India, 35% uh, in US. And um, in terms of the reason why you, you experience such rapid, abrupt growth, mm-hmm. um, wh- why do you think it happened? And, um, and, and did it happen for different reasons, uh, given the cultural differences between the two countries? So I think that there are like multitudes of reason behind it. So I'll tell you what. So I got into sales like at a very late age in comparison to what other SDRs do right now. So I became an SDR. I, I got into sales when I was 29. And now uh, most of the SDRs start today at about, about an age of 29, sorry, 23, 22. So you can imagine the age difference, right? And at the same time, because I started late and I had this vast experience where I was kind of trained on US culture for months and I uh, was trained by US and you know Americans. And I got, I got into that formal training where I understand the cultural nuances of being to US or stayed in US. So the, all those kind of helped me, which I see that a lot of people, you know, for example, who are starting from India do not have that sort of advantage. I mean, everybody has their own pros and cons, but I think I, this, is my, this was my advantage. So when I became an SDR, I think uh, it, it came quite naturally to me because of the past experiences and in the past also I have uh, I have been a you know sort of a collection agent where I used to collect money from the CEOs of the hotel owners of the hotels and that gave me like tremendous confidence like uh, my, my thought process used to be hey if I collect if I can collect money from the CEOs you know asking for a meeting should be the easiest thing and that's exactly what happened so all those past experiences kind of just helped me when I became an SEO or I got into sales and at, when, when, I, when I was thinking about growing, uh, there was like very less competition. I would say I had an early mover advantage. Uh, not many people were thinking of going into the SDR leadership route. And my, I, I, was, I was blessed to kind of have a manager who kind of pushed me down that route. And uh, that was the best decision I ever kind of took. And um, I think I, I, I did what every good content creator, every good brand will probably tell you to do, which is document your journey. I remember the first post I had after I read the book actually was an article by, uh, you know, which I wrote on the book by Keenan. It was like a book called Not Taught. I'm not sure if you read it. It's a very small book. Uh, But I think the learnings at that time was like something immense. And I was like a good executor. So I was able to absorb everything, execute very quickly. And um, so, yeah, that kind of of helped me document the journey. I I became regular in terms of sharing my experiences. And the best thing I think why people kind of relate to me is I think 90% of the time I was able to, I was available for other people. If somebody needed help with the interview process, prospecting, whatever, I said, you know what, let's get on a call. And I remember getting on a call with people on weekends and that kind of just build those relationships over time. And now it's a compound effect, which I'm seeing now. Yeah. 
And my understanding is you uh, don't read many books, but you read those books over and over again. So it sounds like it sounds like a six. Um, in reading what other people have said about you that have worked with you in some capacity, um, and these references references I'm going to make are mostly from people that have worked uh, under you as an SDR, um, are all around you practicing what you preach, say what you do, do what you say, um, uh, dedication, hard work, um, it, almost a, a chameleon style in that you can um, work with a lot of different personalities, uh, which you have to, uh, if you're managing a team, um, would you, that's what people are saying. What, what would you describe your, your top skills? You know, what would you include in, um, at the top of the totem pole in your skill set as, as an SDR guru? Uh, you're asking me a lot of tough questions. <laughs> I hope um, so. <laughs> yeah. I mean, if I were to, let's say, um, consider or talking about, you know, uh, top, my top skills, it would be, and this is something which I uh, agree with because I, I recently hosted Patrick Joyce and I think he and I kind of hit it off because I think he and I believe in a lot of same similar things, which is understanding other person's perspective. And this is a feedback, for example, which I got from my previous company that, you know what, if you think about uh, most of the SDRs are either Generation Z or Millennials, and it's really not possible for a lot of people today to manage those age gaps, manage those expectations, the differences. And to, for, for few people, it does not come naturally. For me, I think it was based on my previous experiences where I always gelled around more with my juniors, like people who were younger to me versus, you know, I, I, I used to look up to a few people who were elder to me, but somehow I always hit it off with the people who were super junior to me. I'm still connected with a lot of my college mates who were like two or three years younger. And, uh, and I, I, I have my brother-in-law, I have my cousins who are eight or 10 years younger to me. So I speak to them a lot. So I understand their language. I understand the expectation. I keep asking them, hey, what's going on with your career? And, uh, you know, what would make you let the switch today? What, what are the problems, you know? So I keep understanding those from this perspective. And then I think outside work as well, um, I have been able to make that relationship well with all my SDRs, all my teams. Uh, I'm not saying that I was perfect. I was able to please everybody. I mean, as a leader, you can't do that. <laughs> um, but I think I was always able to provide that sort of, a, you know, that environment so there's a saying right so if you want uh, you become the leader you ever hope that you know you actually want it right I'm not, I'm not i'm not saying that right but you get the idea right um so i think that's exactly what i did so i used to i was blessed with a lot of good leaders a lot of bad leaders and i i, I was able to draw the difference hey this is these are the good qualities and my mother always told told me you know you always pick the good ones just leave the bad ones it's okay and you always i mean i'm not saying that i'm perfect i i have some bad qualities too but I just picked up the good ones. I, I just uh, worked on more and more. Uh, and uh, I think the one thing which I would say, and this is this is this will be common across all my references and the recommendation as well is, I'm not a bureaucratic leader. I never want to become a bureaucratic leader where I design the strategy and tell people, hey, you know what, just just work work on it. I'm someone who would work with you, and I, I, I'm someone who will show you the path before I tell you to do it. So like you said, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to say what I'm going to show. So if uh, I'm talking about cold calling email, I'm going to show you first and I'm going to, I'm going to remain updated because that's my job. 
and I am someone who will also, um, you know, probably be egoless. For example, a lot of uh, my team members are youngsters and they would have tons of ideas. And uh, I believe that um, <laughs> some of my generation is trying to control the next generation while we should be, I think, embracing the difference and use it to grow together. And that's exactly what I did and just helped me. Yeah. And you, and you strike me as a guy that, um, you know, that is, it would, it would take a lot for you to just crack up laughing uncontrollably or start bawling uncontrollably. Like, I feel like if I told you that your jacket was on fire right now, that you wouldn't really worry about it too much and you just put it out. Um, you Got have it. kind of a, uh, it's not, it's not on fire. But a smooth, <laughs> a smooth style and and on the spectrum, able to be humorous, uh, yet I think that, um, usually or the interactions that we've had, it just feels like you're comfortable, collected, and and you're having a conversation. I imagine that that really helped you um, with your conversations, prospecting, and also with with your team. Um, I named some accolades earlier, uh, but what what are you most proud of in your career, in your life, or personal life and, and professional? So I'll talk about professional first. Um, so there was this incident, I'm not sure a lot, not many people know about this, but that's, if somebody were to ask me during the interview and like you were asking right now, what is the like moment on which I'm truly proud of? Uh, so I had an SDR whom I hired twice. I mean, I had hired him in a previous company. Then I quit that company, moved to another one. He kind of followed along and, uh, uh, and I, I kind of placed my bet on him because I really liked him. That's a whole reason I kind of rehired him. Um, and, uh, this guy after a month or two months of training was not able to perform. I mean, his mock calls were bad and, um, the company said, you know what he might or might not be fit. I think we made the wrong hire. I think it's best time that we probably, uh, transfer him to another role or do something about it. And I said, you know what? I think I hired him. It's my responsibility because I was not able to focus on him completely. So give me, give me 15 more days and let's see if we can turn things around. And, um, I worked with this guy, like, and of course this guy had true potential. He was able to work harder than he ever did before. He was able to hit, he was able to have good more more calls, hit the floor, started performing. And after some time I had quit the company and, uh, and I think I rejoined that company. That's a funny story. And some another, some another time, but anyways, I rejoined the company and that was the time when the company had a kickoff party. And this guy was awarded the best SDR for the whole year. And same person whom company did not trust at one point of time. And that was the moment I realized, you know what, I think I have done something right. I mean, this guy's very close to me today. I mean, I'm close to like most of my SDRs, but I think that's, that's my proudest moment of my whole professional life. Wow, that's great. That's great yeah. to hear. Uh, personally, I think uh, it's not that I'm, I'm thinking about it. I'm just thinking about which one. <laughs> uh, I think my personal achievement is probably, I mean, my recent personal achievement, if I were to talk about is... Uh, you know, accepting my true feelings, accepting who I am, um, despite, you know, the background, despite the childhood I've had, I've had a troubled childhood, 
uh, I'll not go into the details, but yeah, I've had a troubled childhood and I kind of played with the demons for whole my life. And like three, four months ago, I started seeing a shrink. I still, I'm still seeing, seeing a shrink. And uh, that is how I'm able to like embrace my true feelings and you know, express myself, I think, which, which I kind of lacked for years. And I'm, I'm a whole different guy today. If you ask me, if you talk, if you talk to my you know, relatives, my, my mother, everybody, I think I'm, I'm a totally different human being now. And that's like my personal, recent personal achievement, I would say. And of course, the podcast. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's, so, so let's transition to podcasting. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, uh, give me a sense for how that trajectory played out, the narrative of, of the life cycle from, you know, nap, writing on a napkin idea stage to <laughs> where you are today with over 10,000 followers. So, um, so 10,000 followers are on LinkedIn. And uh, that was, that was, like I said, that was a journey. I probably started three, four years ago. And uh, I, at that stage, I did not even know, you know, that what 10,000 followers looks like. I thought it would probably take a gazillion years and who knew. Uh, like I said, it all started with, for, for, if I talk about the personal brand, it all started with just an experiment. Uh, I'm a pretty good executor. So if you tell me here's an idea, I will probably execute, ex- execute that, you know, before, you're, before everybody's even thinking and planning. Uh, for the podcast, I think the same thing happened. So I had a, uh, an SDR who is also a comedian. His name is Kaushal. And uh, he and I met in a coffee shop. So yeah, that's sort of a napkin, napkin story. And he had this idea about the podcast. And there were times when other, other people had kind of pushed me, hey, why don't you start your own podcast? And I was like, hey, I don't see anybody in India doing it. Why the hell should I start? And um, those, those jitters, right? So I met this guy, Kaushal, and he had this idea of uh, hosting people in person. And um, luckily, it was the COVID time, and my office was completely empty, and I took the key. And um, we just hosted. So the first episode was when we, when we just talked about our episode, like, we want to do this. And we were just chatting, two people chatting. But the whole idea was bringing people in person, okay? So guest in the middle, two hosts uh, on, on either side, and, you know, bombarding the questions. And that was a different experience we wanted to give, but then COVID happened. And I think we were only able to record like one episode, actually two episodes. Second episode, the audio was too bad. We had to delete it. Uh, so yeah, we were only able to host one. And after that, you know, it was just online. And uh, definitely, I think the LinkedIn brand definitely helped me gain those followers and gain those views on YouTube as well. Like the success we talked about earlier. We recently hit 500 followers. Uh, 500 subscribers on YouTube. And I think I owe the entire success to LinkedIn because I was able to generate most of the traffic and divert them to YouTube. I saw that. I'm, I'm one of them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, you know, the story. Um, that's, that's wonderful, man. Uh, that That's great. And um, so uh, what is the goal? What, what is, what are you aiming towards for this, for this podcast? Um, I'll give you a deeper reason probably why I started this and, um, uh, like, like you understand probably I'm I'm probably the first and the only person who's running this podcast in B2B space, B2B sales space. I'm sure the other podcasters in India, they're, they're like few good ones. In fact, few great ones. Right. And, um, I realize I'm kind of a boring person. (laughs) And if you ask anyone around me, they will probably agree. I don't play instruments, don't sing, don't dance. Don't drink much, don't smoke. I don't watch Game of Thrones. I'm like a maniac. Like you said, I read the whole books, same books. And until the last few days or few months, I kept re-asking myself, hey, um, you know, 
why am I like that? And my wife is an artist, so you, that makes me even more boring, right? You see the contrast. She's all colorful, you know, she's an artist, she paints. And um, I, I mean, that's, that's, what, that's what people kind of aspire to be. Hey, some, something that you're passionate about. And I'm like, hey, you know what? I'm kind of a boring person, but what do I stand? What, what do I, you know, who am I outside my work, outside my work personality? And I spent days, months coming up with an answer and I realized that, you know what? I'm not scared to stand for what I believe in. I have fought with founders, managers, my peers, my colleagues, because I had a different point of view. And uh, I want to continue to challenge the status quo and this should, because I believe there shouldn't be one way to win. And uh, like I said, my generation is trying to control the next generation. So the answer you're looking for is, I think the podcast really helps me bring my thoughts, bring my topics, you know, the different point of view without any prejudice, without any fear. It's not controlled by an organization. It's not controlled by anybody. I mean, it's, it's my raw thoughts. And like I said, I think I suck at writing because I think it gives me a polished version because I have to edit, I have to use Grammarly. That's not, that's not who really I am. I'm like a raw version. And I think this podcast kind of helps me uh, bring those thoughts to people. And um, the, if you ask me like what, what the future looks like and what I, what I think of right now is there was a time when I got into sales and they were like, at that time they were like, nobody even knew what SDR means. I did not know what SDR means. And if I knew what an SDR means and what the kind of career path looks like uh, professionally, financially, you know, personally, I would have joined probably sooner. And there are tons of people who do not know how to get into sales, right? I want to I wanna open that path. I want to provide those, uh, you know, free resources, like step-by-step path. And that was the whole thing which I did with the Get Hired. But I, I think that was like, now if I think about it, that was kind of aimed at people who have some idea about it. I am also working on like uh, probably re- releasing a revised version, which will be like from start to scratch, everything included. So yeah, the idea is to bring more and more people in sales and um, you know impart the knowledge which I've gathered over the years. That's that's the whole idea, you know, giving back to, communi- to the community. Got it. As as one podcast host to another, what does a um, what does a, a a failure look like in an episode, and what what does a complete success look like? What, what, um, what, what makes you feel like that walking away after an episode? Uh, like in, in, in particular, like one episode or like in general? I mean, do you have any goals or is there, I mean, what, um, what? I, I get it. I get it. I think I, I get it. What you're asking. So I think, uh, after an episode, uh, when I hear from people, okay, you know, that they were able to follow that advice and get the job or promotion or meet their quota or, you know, they learn something new, which they are very excited to apply, you know, immediately as soon after they saw that. I think that feeling is kind of divine, you know, uh, that's a feeling I think I can't describe in words. It helps me sleep well at night that I did something worthwhile and uh, gives me confidence. Like you said, makes you stay humble and makes you want to do more of it. Uh, to, to be honest, uh, if I talk about like what a failure would look like at the end of the episode, it'll be like, it won't be the audio did not go right or the video did not go right. It'll be like, did, did, it, did it help enough people? If it did not help enough people, I think, I think, yeah, that's a failure. Sure. Sure. Yeah. My, you know, uh, little factoid, my, my, podcast is not one of those focused we're going to talk about cold calling today social selling 
and discovery meetings. It's more about the psychology of sales and, and kind of the meaning um, behind you know, why you got into it, what, how you drive meaning today, um, trying to bring more impact to sales, which I think is increasingly becoming a more um, important subject. I, I think it's ironic that sales draws the most col colorful personalities, hmm. yet we're, we're evaluated by the most binary model ever, right? Quota, black and white. Yeah, And so um, that's what I kind of, I, I like to talk about and I help clients. I, I leverage that color to, to beat that binary model and to, um, to use their color to, you know, go to president's club. But anyway, uh, that's my little plug. Um, I want to be sensitive to time. So just a couple more questions for sure. you. Um, what do you do out of work? that ups your game like i said i i, <laughs> I read and reread the books and i can i mean i have like a very small collection of books because i think every time i read i get like a different perspective and uh, I, I don't read fiction i read non-fiction uh and then i was like when i was in college i would read like a lot of motivational books because i think i, I needed those and they did help me during that time. But if you ask me today, today I, I'm trying to learn like the psychology of people. I'm trying to learn the basics of human nature. I think my life has changed ever since. Um, I'm just trying to recall how, how did I encounter this book? Actually, this is an interesting thing. So I was doing the Josh Brown training like a year ago. And I learned that he is using few principles of the book. Okay, he's using few principles of influence basically. And I'm pretty sure we all have read the book Influence, How to Get Influence and, you know, Influence People, whatever that name is. Yeah. Now, if you if you read those books now, you'll be like, hey, I already know this. Now you want to go to the deeper level. You want to go to the next level. So the next level is, and uh, this is what probably led me to find this book called The Laws of Human Nature. It's by an author called Dr. Robert Greene. He has written like tremendous amounts of books and every book is like a gold mine. My only wish in this life is I'm able to read all of his books like before I die because I've been reading his book for the last one year and I'm still not finished because every time I read something, it gives me a different perspective. I research more on it. I make notes and I have like three or four notebooks which are completely filled up just my notes. And then I read my notes every day when I, when I wake up. So if you ask me, it's, and I'm uh, recently I'm reading a book. It's like related to some, something related to mythology, which is like a different perspective on it. Uh, this is like an interesting read. So overall, yeah, it's the reading is what, what keeps me out the game. And I mean, it sounds like the, uh, the shrink, um, is also really helpful for you as well. Um, but you know, I'm, I'm, I think we're aligned in how we maybe see our sales philosophies. There's, there's a book every week, right. About how to sell in a post COVID world, how to sell, <laughs> how to, how to crush it um virtually you know and you know the, these guys you have to remember the authors are are salesmen you know they want to sell books um but one thing that doesn't change is the psychology of people you're dealing with so i i tend to read books that are associated with the psychology of sales and i think that is um that is, that is really i was a psychology major uh, wow. actually in college and um that worked in psychology world for 
two or three years before I went down the business path. Um, so it's something I'm fascinated by. But um, uh, so last two questions. Um, who are your role models? Like personally or professionally? Mentors. Mentors role models. Okay. Um, there's one I cannot name. I mean, because that person always chose, chose to remain anonymous. But that's one person. He was one of my like leader in one of the companies and I always go to him no matter what happens when anytime I'm changing the company. So that's one. <laughs> so then the one who kind of cannot be named like Voldemort. <laughs> um, two, um, I would say I always look up to, I've always looked up to James Buckley. He was actually one of the, he's actually going to be one of my hosts in one of the coming episodes. But yeah, I mean, he's been a good friend. Actually, there, there has been like so many, it's just so hard to choose. You, you asked me to choose two. But yeah, I mean, well, he's, all, he's, always me in the past. he's always helped me in the past. I met, I personally met him a couple of times. And uh, anytime I needed an advice, when I was an SDR earlier, I remember with numbers, with cold calling, he was always there. Um, and, and finally, um, if we were to have talked about something that it wasn't where it wasn't my agenda today, it was your agenda um, I talked about things that were interesting to me that I'm, I was interested in asking you, but if you had to set the agenda and talk about things that are really top of mind that are, uh, that are really excite you right now, what, what would they have been? So I'm sorry, could you repeat the question? I'm not sure if I followed. So I, I kind of, you know, was, was dictating the script today with questions and you were answering them, right? Right, right. As a podcast host. Mm-hmm. If it was flipped, though, if you had, if you could choose the agenda today and which questions to ask, which topics that are resonating with you right now that excite you, what what would, what would that be? So if, let's say, if I were to do a podcast with you, for example, if I were to bring you here, and since you have a major in psychology, like you told me now, and with your background in business and sales, I would want to go deeper into one particular aspect, which makes people successful in sales, for example. And this could be one element we could pick. It could be, let's say, if you say grit, I would want to like pick that particular topic, you know, just tear it apart, you know, step by step and see what, what makes few people have it and what, what, what makes few people do not. Because I'm always interested in the deeper things. I'm always interested in, uh, so if you tell me this is black, I would want to find out what makes it black and not, not white and all. So, yeah. Got it. Well, I think I am going to be on your show, and so you yeah. can um, you can start. You can. Yeah, have, I would have to do a lot of research for you. I mean, more than what you did. I have to top that. <laughs> That's great. Well, Raul, um, I want to thank you for being on the show. Any anything you want to plug? Any any website or any anything at all before we drop off? So, if you're watching this episode, uh, do follow Eric. Of course, if you're following Eric, great. Uh, <laughs> do follow Salespin on YouTube. Uh, I have a LinkedIn. I'm okay with LinkedIn. If you don't follow, just follow YouTube. <laughs> got it. Got it. Okay. Well, um, yeah. Hey guys, this will be posted pretty soon on my LinkedIn and my YouTube channel. Um, fabulous talking with you, Raul. I was excited Likewise. to get out of bed today and, and have a conversation. I feel I feel like I want to talk to you afterwards, like I'm a, I'm a better person. So you I'm have that effect happy. on people. I'm happy to um, be on the show. Thank you so much for hosting me. Of course. Yeah. I wish the very best of luck and, and uh, 
that, that sounds like I'm never going to see you again, but I hope we reconnect very soon. Absolutely. Yeah. I'll invite you too. <laughs> okay. We'll have a, have a great, I guess, night right over there yeah. in India. Yeah. Thank you and so much. Thanks for staying up for this. <laughs> and um, I appreciate your time and talk to you soon. Likewise. Thank you, Eric. <laughs>